Welcome to season four of the To Health With That podcast, where we break up big health topics into small bites. I'm your host, naturopathic doctor, Amy Newsel, and this season, we'll dive into something we are all familiar with, fatigue. What is it? Why does it happen? Most importantly, how can we fix it outside of this? Coffee. Also, you can enjoy the video version of this podcast on YouTube. The channel is at To Health With That. Can't wait to see you there. Last episode, we talked about the first two sleep problems, but this week, let's continue our discussion with difficulty both falling and staying asleep, and also sleep, but wake up feeling unrested. Here we go. The third big pattern is if you have difficulty falling and staying asleep. If you have a hard time falling asleep and a hard time staying asleep, then things get a bit more complicated. True insomnia or severe insomnia is more rare than you would imagine, and this is characterized by difficulty falling and or staying asleep. So it could be either, could be any of these patterns that happens more than three nights a week for more than three months that cannot be explained by another health problem. That is the key here. Cannot be explained by another health problem. Most sleep disorders can be fully explained by other health problems, although often doctors don't look into some of the problems that are common like magnesium deficiency, for instance, or they don't link sleep and blood sugars, or they don't ensure patients are practicing good sleep hygiene. So if you've got issues in those areas, that's the problem. It's not insomnia. It's those problems, right? The best intervention for true insomnia, in my opinion, is sleep restriction and CBTI, which stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Insomnia. That is actually something that you would probably attend a program to learn how to do and work through with a therapist, a sleep therapist, or even a counselor or psychologist. So that is its own kettle of fish. Medication withdrawal or dosage changes. So medication withdrawals or dosage changes can disrupt sleep in so many ways and can cause difficulty falling asleep, difficulty staying asleep, or both. It is especially common with antihistamines antipsychotics, antidepressant, and anti-seizure medications. But it can be caused by any medication, especially if you tend to be sensitive to side effects. Changing doses up or down can create a panic situation for your body because it's impossible to help your body physiologically understand why something it was relying on that was there one minute isn't there the next minute, right? This is one of the most difficult types of sleep disorder to work with. And it should be handled by your medical team along with a naturopathic doctor or someone who can help your doctor to balance the side effects of the medications. There's also anxiety, pain, and histamine. We've talked about all of those already. And you may have to listen to the last episode because this is getting really long. So I'm going to have to split it into two episodes. But anxiety, pain, and histamine are all much bigger problems that can affect sleep in a myriad of ways. And getting to the bottom of the root cause can help you to actually sleep soundly. Hey, it's me. So I would like to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming for just a second to talk about Genetic Rockstars. It's an online community of MTHFR folks and other people who are working on optimizing their genetics, which is awesome, right? And of course, there's, you know, monthly Q&A calls live with me. There's uh, a beginner MTHFR course, there's a 10-week deep dive, there's a giant resource library, there's all the things, and that's great. 
But the real bonus is actually meeting and connecting with people who have the same experiences that you do, right? This is your tribe. And it's an amazing feeling to actually know that the things that you experience that you think are kind of oddball, that don't make sense, that your doctor looks at you like you're insane, to know that those are not insane. It's just part of who we are, right? And that other people get it, that they're there for you. So give it a shot. There is a link for a one-month free trial. So that's an entire month that's free, and it's low cost anyway, but it's one month free. So you can see if it's right for you, see if it feels like a good fit, and see if your tribe feels good. See you there, Al. The last pattern that we're going to look at is sleeping, but waking up unrested, right? So it feels like you sleep, but you wake up and it feels like you didn't. It's a different type of sleep problem altogether from the others, and it's more likely to reflect a larger, more global problem that relates to airflow and blood oxygenation. A few things to look into are iron deficiency anemia. So if you don't have enough iron, then your blood can't carry oxygen effectively, which means you're constantly having to breathe harder and faster than normal to keep your brain alive, because that's what oxygen does, keeps your brain functioning. It sounds overly dramatic, but it's the truth. We've discussed some of the signs that you may need iron in last week's episode, but it's always good to ask your doctor to test your red blood cells and also your ferritin. If you don't want to go to your doctor, go donate blood. They will do a quick check of your iron levels before you donate. So if you get denied for low iron, then you'll know to follow up with your doctor and get on a good supplement routine or even iron infusions because sometimes it really is critically low. Another thing that obstructs oxygen flow is sleep apnea. So sleep apnea is a sleep disorder where your body wakes up frequently at night because you stop breathing. Panic stations, right? You're not supposed to stop breathing. So it's a good thing that your body wakes you, but you may not even be aware of the waking. You may not come to full consciousness. It's just waking enough to interrupt your actual deep restorative sleep. So it can be if something blocks your airways, like soft tissues in your throat, can be mucus, right, if you have a lot of nasal discharge or post-nasal discharge, or it can be even the weight of your body on the muscles that help you breathe. It can also be caused by a more central issue in which your brain forgets, sometimes, that you need to breathe, right, or forgets to send the signals to your body. Either way, the best treatments are either devices to open your airway by changing the position of your jaw, or a CPAP machine, which adds oxygen to your sleeping environment via a mask that you wear over your mouth and nose, or nasal cannula that just go in your nose. Best course of action here is a sleep study from your doctor, who can then help you to find the right path forward and the right device for you. Mouth breathing. So mouth breathing is actually a really poor way to oxygenate your blood. And if you're a chronic mouth breather at night, then your sleep quality can sometimes suffer for it. There is a technique called mouth taping, that is exactly what it sounds like. It's taping your mouth shut at night. <laughs> uh, it sounds really dramatic, but it forces you to breathe through your nose. You do use a very gentle tape, and there are specific strips for this that are made for mouth taping, but you can also just use like a soft release medical tape over your mouth um, so that, you know, if you need to open your mouth, you can, right? We don't want you to die in the night because your nose is blocked and you can't breathe. Uh, so it's a soft tape. If you need to open your mouth, you can, but for the most part, it keeps your mouth closed and forces you to actually breathe through your nose, which oxygenates your blood better. It sounds like it would be really weird and awkward and hard to sleep. It's not. 
I've done this. It's not hard to sleep at all. You feel a little bit goofy. And I honestly giggled the entire evening. And my husband looked at me like I was crazy. But it's good sleep. So there you go. We had to break this episode into two sections, but thank you for hanging in with there with us. Leave a review on your favorite podcast channel if you're listening on a podcast channel. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment or a thumbs up or a whatever. See you next week.